0: Appamada and its programs are supported by your generosity, and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at Apamata.org. Thank you. All right, let's begin. So I've been talking recently uh, and focusing a lot on presence. And in the one day sit, a lot of you were were there. And I was talking about the importance of presence in communication, specifically in speaking and in listening. Um, And also in another, in a a Wednesday night meditation, I talked again about presence, um, but was looking more at different um, arenas, I guess I would say, um, of presence, presence one has of their self, internally, what's going on internally. And um, and then I mentioned um, going out from there and being present to another person and to the space between, so you can go back and forth and then expanding one awareness to the space outside the two of you. So today, I'm gonna talk about presence again. Can't seem to get enough of it. Please forgive me if it seems like too much. Um, But I I wanted to talk about um, presence in terms of using our senses to explore our immediate environment or objects in the environment. And... um, I guess what I would like to make clear is that um, the way, the reason why I'm talking so much about it is that presence is, is very important, as I said before, about relating to oneself and to others. And I think that's what this whole process, that's what we're doing, is paying attention to those things. So that's why I keep focusing on it. And today we're gonna to be talking about um, presence, I'll be taking you on a little trip with me and, and what I do um, on a daily basis as, as far as presence goes. But before I get started on that, I'd kind of like to go back to something I said in an earlier talk, and that was the definition of presence as this fellow sees it. And then I'll talk about uh, what I mean by that or what I understand from that. So Orin J. Sofer, who's a Vipassana teacher at Rock. <clears throat> has been offering and uh, is still offering a a class, classes on presence and uh, classes on presence in communication. And he has defined presence as embodied awareness of our direct sensory, mental, and emotional experience. So what that means to me in other words is it means, being here right now and bringing your attention to your own body sensations, mental activity, or emotional states. And this is in opposition to being in our heads, rehearsing conversations that we're going to have in the future or rehashing conversations or events, that we have occurred and have occurred in our past. And it's also not about worrying about something we have no control about or just worrying or, just, or planning. Those kinds of things takes us away from presence. It disconnects us from our uh, life, from our experience and experience. So it's not to say that these things are bad, it's just, we have a choice as to whether we wanna be paying attention or not. And and so this is just a way to to kind of focus on it, to to get one to kind of pay attention. So um, some examples of when we are not present is, um, we know we're not present when we've taken a drive across town and we don't remember how we got there. I mean, we know we've driven there, we're sure of that, but we don't remember the trip whatsoever. I don't know if that's happened to any of you guys. I, I for one, can say it has happened to me more than once. Um, Or we know we're not present when someone is talking to us, and we haven't heard a single word they've said. So in our mental absence, that is not paying attention to the other person. we can miss an important detail in that conversation, uh, we could be missing an important conversation. Um, so it has, a, that could have a big effect on us. So that's why we're again looking at this. We also know we haven't been present to our emotional, uh, our emotional content, I'll say that, our emotional what's going on with us. Um, emotionally, when all of a sudden, apparently out of the blue, we go off on somebody, um, and instead of, you know, maybe to touching in with ourselves and saying, "Oh, I'm starting to feel activated," it takes a lot of practice to be able to do that. But, um, but it's a it's a good practice to to be to begin. So we know it can we might avoid some issues. So being present to our life and what is going on around us and within us is really important. That said, everybody does these things to a certain extent. And like I said before, it's not inherently bad, it just makes us disconnect from our immediate reality, life and our experience about it. So uh, I think I am probably most aware myself when I'm walking outdoors, Um, and even then, I sometimes get get caught, and it shows up when I get caught, because if I'm walking my poor little dog and I'm not being present, I'm usually getting impatient with him saying, come on, let's go, because I'm in my head thinking about something, I'm in a hurry or getting frustrated or what have you. But when I really um, become present to my environment, it changes because I'm coming from a different place. All of a sudden I become curious about what's around me. And so um, fortunately, Ollie is very patient of me. And I've trained in this since birth. <laughs> so he'll just lie down next to me. And as while I'm looking and muttering to myself, oh my, isn't that incredible? And so forth and so on. Um, and so I guess you'd say I have a very curious nature. I just I just do. I wonder about a lot of things. So I'm going to share with you some of the things I've been pondering about. They're not very, they're not they're not significant in, in the world and great scheme of things, but they're they're significant to me. Um, so I'll just share a few with you. So this is fall. And the star of the show are the squirrels. You know, they're running around like crazy. And I love the squirrels. I, I don't like the, what they do to my cushions. I don't put cushions out anymore because of the squirrels. I rip them apart and make them into nests. But what I do love is that they're playful little creatures, you know, and they're really paying attention to what's going on. And they're paying attention. If you stop and look at them, they'll look right at you you know, and they'll talk to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're saying, but they're, but they're talking in one way shape or form. And I, I just really get off to that. So, and then they'll hide behind the tree, you know? And then if you go around the tree, nine times out of 10, they're just waiting there and then they'll peek out. It's just, it just makes me laugh. I'm, an, I'm a real easy person to amuse, you know? I, I really am. Um, and they're so expressive. So I, I wrote about this, I'm losing my chair here. Wait, hold on. It's not the best thing to sit on, but anyway. Um, I wrote about this about the squirrel that was in the yard and was uh, obviously upset about something, and and he was kind of doing his muttering, squeaking noise, and and then flipping his tail up and down, obviously very dismayed about something. So I noticed that the other day and it was just the usual thing. And then all of a sudden the tone changed and it got much more serious and that squeak got lower. I'm telling you, it got lower. And then his tail did a completely different thing. It went forward down beside his body and then back and flipping up and down. So it was very, very curious. I'd never seen him do that before. And and then I noticed that he was staring right at my cat who was, probably 10 feet away from them. So it was like major danger, I guess. So I, I, I watched that stuff. And I've also been paying attention to the cedar elm trees. Cedar elm trees, if you're not familiar, have fairly small leaves. And this this time of year, they tend to drop. I, I used to not like them very much when I had a swimming pool because it was a mess. They had to be cleaning them up all the time. because They're constantly dropping. But now that I don't have a swimming pool, I have been taking note of them. And just recently, they have put on little, I noticed that these little green leaflets appeared above the regular leaves. And I thought, what a curious thing, what is it doing? And so two weeks later, um, just last week, I, I looked at them again and I noticed that those little green leaflets had gotten brown. And I thought that was curious, so what's going on? So I went over and of course I had to touch them. And when I touched them, they just fell on the ground and I realized they were seeds. So that's the way it's spreading its seeds. And I thought, isn't that an interesting thing? Um, And lastly, I've been noticing the cypress trees. we don't have a ton of them around here, but we have quite a few in areas or low lying areas where there's water. and they're turning red, the leaves are turning a golden red. And what's new is that they have these green-blue orbs, you know, hanging down from them, and, and some of them are falling on the ground. And they're really highly um they, they, they scented, you know, they smell like the cypress. So I'm not sure what that thing is actually is, if it's a seed or not, or what the heck it is. I haven't looked it up yet, but. It's just curious. So that's why I spend as much time as possible. This is what I'm doing in case anybody wants to know. So um, probably the most important thing I get out of these observations, it's it's the appreciation of the mystery and the beauty of this wonderful world we live in. And from my particular point of view, I think I just can't get enough of it, especially because this is such a damn difficult time to live, be living in. You know, there's just so much going on. Um, You know, elections and disease and just the regular stuff that happens to people that's really sad. They get sick, they, you know, all sorts of things. They grow old. Um, So, Anyway, so I, so I go and spend time outdoors and, and have a blast. Um, and so I think that the force uh, that drives this natural sense of curiosity uh, it, it is, the, the force that drives it is, is my natural sense of curiosity. And it's much like that of a child, you know, who goes, walks out and goes, what's this? What's this doing here? And I, I have that quality. And I'm sure probably everybody does to certain certain extent. Um, anyway, so what I would like to do now is, um, and for today is to invite you to play with your, uh, well, to play with your own curiosity uh, and sense of wonder. And unfortunately, we're separated and we're all indoors. So, what I would like to have done is to take you out on a little walk and we can wander around together and wonder what you know, just wonder wander around and wonder. <laughs> but barring that, um, I'm, I think I have another idea and we'll see how it works. Um, I'm going to have to improvise. So, um, there's various steps here. So, we're going to do this together. We're going to just. Um, it'll probably be a, a more rediscovering rather than discovering, but I think that'll be okay. And so what we're going to start out, um, for a few minutes and, um, around ourselves in presence. Oh, ah. I'm not quite ready for that, Richie. I, oh, well, maybe that's, yeah, no, that, I'm going to need that in a few minutes when we do the breakout. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. The I mean, need for the confusion. So, um, so right now we're going to take one or two minutes just to uh, settle into presence and and the way that I think it's a, a real simple way from Not Han. You can do it any way you want, but uh, this is a real simple way where um, we're just going to uh, focus on the breath and as we breathe. Um, We say to ourselves in when we're on the in-breath and out on the out-breath. So let's just do that right now. And you can close your eyes if you like. And just listen to the sound of your breath. It sounds a bit like the ocean. As the waves come in and the waves go out. Okay, now what um, I would suggest you do is open your eyes and find an object, look very, very slowly around your room and fix on one object after another and find something that attracts you today, that's calling to you or invites your curiosity. Take your time to find the object. Allow yourself to be chosen by this object to be fascinated by it. Okay, has everybody got their object? Okay, so now, attend to your senses in looking at this object and almost as if it was for the first time you have seen it. So look look at it with the eyes of a curious child So really, really look at the appearance, maybe the colors, the shape of it. Is it shiny or dull or colorful or drab? And if it's something that you can touch, or maybe even if it isn't, is it rough? Or smooth? Hard or soft? Is it malleable? What is it made of? Is it natural or man made elements or both? Does it have an odor or a taste or a sound related to it? So spend enough time with it that you can, so you're able to describe it to someone else. And one other, point is the placement of it in your room. What's the relationship of it to the other things around it? Is it part of a collection of things? Does it stand out? Is it just randomly placed there? Or does it have a particular meaning where it sits? In nature, relative location is really super important information in understanding what you're seeing. Seeing in nature, not in neighborhoods. In nature, if you see a cypress tree, you know water is present, for example. All right, then. So, if now you've got your object down, um, I'd like to to go into breakout rooms. And okay, goodbye, Joel. (laughs) So, we'll have 21. So, um, Richie, I will also be included. And so there'll be um, 10, we're gonna do this in pairs. And so there'll be 10 breakout rooms. And I think we can do it in, well, we'll come back at 10.45. So before we we go, uh, oops, Yeah, okay. We got the instructions on the So uh, that'll tell you what to do. We can go over it real quick. Um, So we're going to have a speaker and a listener. And the speakers, uh, you need to decide first who goes first. And then divide the time for each person to get five minutes to talk about their object. What it looks like, all the things that we just went through. And then, um, and then the questions below that I, I got it on my own page. Oh, so you state what the object is, a rock, for example, and you describe it completely, just, as you, just you, as you see it in your mind's eye after having looked at it. So the other person can picture it. and tell your partner why you were drawn to it and what meaning it holds for you. And then we'll switch. And then the other person will do the same thing and you'll listen. Um, We've started this out with a couple of minutes of presence, by the way, before we start talking. So then we'll switch. Again, get in presence, the person, uh, then we'll talk. was worth waiting for um it was just a wonderful time I was with Rosemary and I felt like I kind of knew her and I just learned a whole new side of her Mm -hmm. and it was very touching and um you know what how she cares for things and it was it was it was just a wonderful time of getting to know her much more deeply. Oh, nice. I'm glad to hear that.
1: Uh, I wanted to say uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm in support of the Sangha. And I live in Albuquerque, but I will be seeing you and being in contact with everyone. I enjoyed my breakout with Robin. Every time I keep finding someone has something in common, She and I have sons, she has a son that lives in Austin and I have one that lives in New Brothels and we shared the different things. And thank everyone, I appreciate all of you and I'll be seeing you, I have to go because I have a 10 o'clock other meditation going on here at Upaya, bye-bye everybody.
0: Thank you, Olivia, bye-bye. Oh,
2: Mirren. You're still muted. There you are. Uh, Hi, I had a nice conversation with Brad and uh, he described a very interesting object. And the interesting thing was uh, this, you know, the, the object was actually a stain on his table. And, but the way he described the stain uh, he described this chain as this, as kind of that symbol that we see sometimes associated with uh, some Zen or energy kind of symbol that is kind of like that close wave kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And after he said that, I could not see the uh, first, I had this splash kind of image in my brain when he mentioned it. And then after that, it's funny that I could only see that as that kind of round wave thing, which I don't know how to describe, in gold, you know, kind of of like if somebody had, with calligraphy, kind of carefully, anyway, just done it. Mm -hmm. So it's so funny that I cannot imagine that it's staying any other way. (laughs) That's great. So I think he's going to have to, I think he said he was going to do it, right, Brad? You were going (laughs) to probably do that (laughs) with it. And it was, it is his new table actually that has this thing. and it's oh forever. <laughs>
0: That's great.
1: Okay, anyone else? Yeah, Rosemary. Hi, um, so uh, Lori, thank you for the exercise. That both ways I got a lot out of it, both looking at my own object mm-hmm. um, with more time and attention. And um, also listening to Joan, um, who had the most lovely, she was, it's small and she, it was near her. So she was able to show it to me, um, a little um, um, fabric bag that looked very beautiful and it was very beautiful to her. And she was able to describe it in a lot of detail. And then the bonus for me was that it was made for her by a friend. Um so uh so it had also that meaning. Um and then um we also discovered that we both have followed the artist way um uh, program. And so that was a very nice um thing that we discovered about each other but I thank you for the uh attention uh exercise.
0: Sure, thank you. Lovely. Okay. All right, if that's it from everybody. I, oh, we gotta finish up this thing. I forgot about that, we gotta do our chants and all that. So I just wanted to say thank you all for participating in, the, in this um, exercise today. And uh, I hope it's beneficial and, and uh, in the way you check out your environment, you know, um, more often, you know, just really inquire into things and, and let your curiosity guide you. Uh, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful way to live. So even if you're in a car or walking down the street or wherever, if you've got a a moment that you're not really having to pay attention to something else, just check in what's around you. And um, it's very lovely to do that. Okay. So, um, all right. I hope this nourished you in some way and we'll get on with our, chanting. So uh, allow me one second. I got to move around here.